Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Penny Kahana, Senior Vice President at Chefman. Penny, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for taking the time, Andrew. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. My pleasure. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Chefman. Sure. Um, so I um, I guess what they would call, and if you look at my LinkedIn, you'll see it, jack of all trades, master of some. I've dabbled, <laughs> uh, and this crosses over, I guess, with talking about Chefman, but I've dabbled in basically every department here in my tenure at Chefman. I've been here for uh, almost 10 years now. Uh, when I started, we were five people, uh, about 10 million in revenue. And this year we'll be, we're over 200 people and we'll be over 200 million in revenue. Oh, excellent. So, not bad growth in 10, in 10 years, if I do say so myself. And through that time, I've done everything from sales, marketing, uh, overseeing departments. I built out our customer support, uh, everything, um, done some business development, uh, partnerships, et cetera, like really just wherever I'm needed, uh, you know, having the tenure that I have and the, the, I guess the knowledge that I've built over the time that I've been here to know who to go to with any problem and know how to solve, hopefully as much as I can on my own, let me put my fingers in a lot of pies and uh, stay, keep every day interesting and every day just a little bit different, which is something that I appreciate and enjoy very much. As for Chefman, who we are, so we are a kitchen appliance manufacturer. We do countertop small kitchen appliances, so toasters, coffee makers, air fryers, toaster ovens, et cetera. Uh, we also have a separate brand called Chef IQ. That is a smart kitchen appliance manufacturer. Right now, we have two products out in the market. One is a smart pressure cooker, so imagine a Instant Pot on steroids. I like to call it. Um, it has or instant pot with a brain. Um, in addition, it connects to our Chef IQ app, which is free via Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. You can get recipes. You can get uh, guided cooking down, distilled to each step of the recipe. It'll show you a video for each. The smart cooker has scale, so when you, you don't even have to figure out how much water you need, it'll just tell you on the screen. You know, you put you have this much rice or this much grain or this much beef or chicken, whatever it is, it'll tell you how much liquid it needs. Um, but what our more recent launch is what really excites me, and that is our smart thermometer. It is a tiny probe the, about this long. Uh, it's the thinnest in the market. It is wireless, and you stick it into your protein. Uh, again, connects to your app. It tells you what the current temperature of your protein is, so you never overcook your or undercook your steak or chicken again. Uh, additionally, the charging base that it comes with has a speaker. So I don't know about you, I like to get dirty when I cook. Uh, my hands are never clean when I'm cooking. I must you know, wash them 30 times in each uh, yep. session. And um, it has a speaker built in. So you never have to worry about the touching your phone, looking at it, seeing yep. what's going on. Um, and Chef IQ is basically appliances with brains. And then we're working on a new launch for later this year, which will be a smart oven. Uh, we're very excited about that countertop. But uh, again, really fantastic feature sets. I'm not here to sell the product, so I'm not going to get too deep <laughs> into sure it. <laughs> I would, I, sales is where I started. Uh, sales is... I guess just an intrinsic part of me, um, but I think that it's an important skill set and important, really, whatever category you're in, whatever your job is, right? You have to be able to sell what you're doing. Um, you know, there are obviously certain certain jobs where it's really purely data based, but even there, data tells the story you wanted to tell, right? It's malleable, um, and being able to tell stories is such a key component to success in, in life in general, right? You you meet somebody at a bar, you want marry them. 
I mean, hopefully it takes a little longer than that. <laughs> wow. You got to sell them. <laughs> Everything in life, come, you want to convince your kids how to do that they should follow the path that you're, you think is best for them. You got to sell. Life is is really about uh, sales, not disingenuous sales, obviously. But I think that, and you can see this across the world, right? That type of stuff rises to the surface sooner or later. Um, sales is not about lying. It's not that, you know, sneaky used car salesman that is in people's minds. It's really just about storytelling and, you know, understanding who you're talking to, what they get out of it, and making sure you come to an arrangement that makes everybody happy. Now, what's the origin story for Chef Men? When did they come to be? What's the story there? So Chef Men, interestingly enough, actually started um, as a closeout distributor. So we would buy and sell excess merchandise from brands across the consumer product spectrum. I mean, the calculator I have sitting on my desk for the last 10 years, 99% sure this was actually a sample we got that we bought, you know, 10,000 calculators because who was this? Uh, whoever private branded this for Staples was trying to get out of them, right? And so we buy them for pennies in the dollar and flip them to one of the closeout, one of the discount retailers in the country. So the big ones would be like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Raw Stores, uh, Tuesday Morning, Rest in Peace, um, that type of retailer. But we realized very quickly, uh, we were in that business for a few years, um, and we realized that that's not a sustainable business model, right? You're waiting for somebody else to make an inventory mistake so that you can make your buck. And while there is a need for that, I'm not you know, trying to disparage those who still make a great living doing that. You can't build a brand around it. And we wanted something that we could you know, put our mark on. And a big category for us at the time was kitchen appliances. Uh, we knew the market very well. We knew the buyers. We knew basically everything you needed to know. Um, and we started initially just basically white labeling, right? We'd find a factory in China to make something for us. Um, we had a person in China whose job was just to go, you know, order the factories, make sure that they were safe, secure, and putting out decent product, um, try to package it a little better than the competition and go out there and start selling it. Um, but as we did that, similar to what we realized with closeouts is that the way to build a brand is not by looking for opportunities in the space. It's for building opportunities and creating those opportunities. And we've invested in the last 10 years a tremendous amount in infrastructure. Uh, we have two different offices in China. We have our own manufacturing facility in China now for certain of our products. We make our own digital displays, which is one of the calling cards of Chefman. Um, and we built out a supply chain that is, you know, top notch. And now we're, we're, when I started, we were competing with, you know, lower echelon brands, opening price point brands, just trying to, you know, make a buck and win the shelf space. And now we're taking shelf space from the likes of Cuisinart and KitchenAid. And uh, it's something that I'm very proud of. And we here as a team are very proud of is how we've elevated our game. And uh, as we, every new product we launch represents an improvement over the previous generation. And we're not, we never stop and we're not going to stop innovating, iterating, and just trying to make sure that our customers have the best experience possible and they fall in love with shopping. That's excellent. And and what year did that happen? That transition to going from white labeling to, to manufacturing your own product? When did that happen? It was a, it was a long transition. Um, it happened in steps. We started, the first thing that we manufactured ourselves was the displays. Um, and that's because it's not just the displays, it's also the electronics that sure. control the appliance, um, that basically the brains, right? When you press this button, what happens? And we realized that so many of the kitchen appliances five years ago looked like 1990s clock radios, right? It wasn't something anybody cared about. And I like to, I'm very proud of the fact actually that I, I really believe we were the ones who took the first step in saying, okay, well, how do we not just make an appliance that does the job you want it to do? 
but that it makes it easy for you to get to the job you want it to do. And we invested a ton of infrastructure. We have in-house culinary uh, user interface, user experience teams that are designing these and coming up with what works best for this appliance. What is the core purpose? How do we make that as simple, as easy as possible? And then what can we do beyond the core purpose without overcomplicating it? Right. And that's, I think, a problem people have often with multifunctional anything. Right. It does too much. Okay. And it doesn't do anything great. So our job is to say, what does this do incredibly well? That what does the customer want it to do incredibly well? How do we make that happen? And then what else can we offer that will delight the customer? Right. But, you know, not something they expect, not something they even necessarily know they want yet. But how do we make it better than they anticipated and, you know, create something and build a brand around that? And that's what we've been successful in doing. We're right now the number one brand in North America in electric kettles. Uh, by a long shot, we have more than double the market share of our second closest competitor. And that gap is growing every year. Uh, we're up there in other categories, popular ones like air fryers, uh, indoor grills, et cetera. And you know, it's such a short time. It's something, um, you know, again, I don't want to brag, but I, I'm very proud of being a part of this team. Excellent. Excellent. And and what is the biggest differentiator? What makes you stand out from your competition? What To what do you attribute all this success? User experience, 100%. Um, it's the touch points that make a difference. You know, how do you get something at, at the risk of repeating myself that not only looks great on the countertop when it's not being used, but makes the customer happy every time they use it to be like, wow, I'm so happy I got this. And then that's adding value to the retail, our retail partners also, right? When you have a bad experience, something you buy at a specific retailer that tarnishes that retailer's reputation in your mind. And to us, it's okay, well, we want to make sure that our retail partners get the benefit of this as well. Now, let's speak to that for a minute. In terms of your market, what percentage of your business is direct to consumer and, and what are your, your your biggest retail partners? Sure. Very small percentage of our business is what people would traditionally call direct to consumer. Uh, we want to meet the customer where they're shopping. We're not trying to force them to come to our website or to to find the product. We're happy to provide it if they want to. There are obviously benefits to buying direct from the manufacturer, but really it's about you know understanding that we need to be where the customer is shopping and it shouldn't be a journey for them to find us. It should be simple and easy. So to that end, you know, our biggest retail partnerships right now are with exactly who you'd expect, Target, Walmart, Costco, et cetera, uh, and of course, Amazon. Um, if you include you know drop shipping or, or, or selling on e-com pure play platforms, Obviously, that percentage goes up a lot when you consider direct consumer, but there's a hand in the middle. Um, but again, we feel that that helps the customer more than hurts them. And and in terms of telling your story and educating these people, what what role has content played in the growth of Chefman? Huge in Chef IQ. In Chefman, not quite as much. Uh, we did launch year before we had Chef IQ. We launched a platform called Club Chefman, which was exciting and innovative for its time. Um, this goes back seven years, give or take, where when we launched our first air fryer, this was right before, this is before air fryers were hit. This was like right in the beginning. After Philips, we were one of the first brands to go hit the market. Um, got our air fryer placed at a now defunct uh, small Midwest retailer called Shopco, uh, who is a personal favorite of mine. I love visiting there. I love going to Green Bay. It's a great city. Um, and they... Uh, when we launched the product, it was still new to the customers and we knew they would have no idea how to maximize that purchase. So uh, we launched Club Chefman, which was basically recipes uh, 
written by real chefs. We actually brought on our first full-time chef at that point to write recipes for our products and really make it as simple as possible. So when a customer brought home a product, there'd be an access code. You'd go into Club Chefman. It was gated. Only if you had a Chefman product did you get in. Um, you put in your access code and it would give you recipes only for your product. So yeah. you're not sifting through someone's life story to figure out you know, how to make French fries in an air fryer. So everything from really basic stuff like French fries to much more complicated dishes. Um, we had hundreds of recipes. We hundreds of thousands of users. It was fantastic for us. Uh, we, we've deprecated it since because with the you know, people, everyone has access to recipes at their fingertips now. It just wasn't, it wasn't the need anymore. We weren't adding value. Um, but that kind of did evolve in a certain way into Chef IQ, which content is king there. You know, the recipe content is what people, a big part of why people are buying our products. There's not really much point in putting brains or, or adding, you know, smart to an appliance if there's no tangible benefit to the customer, to the home chef. And the content is what creates that benefit. So like I said earlier, we have those step-by-step -step guided recipe videos. So, and I can, I can send you a product. You can play with the app for yourself if you'd like. You can download it, but it's better when you use a product. Um, it just, it holds your hand through the cooking process. It helps anybody turn into, feel like a, you know, restaurant quality chef in their own kitchen. Uh, and hey, the, the average person has a, a tremendous fear factor when you say cooking. Uh, I'm not that person. I, I love to cook. I cook most of the time. But if you can remove fear and and get someone comfortable in the kitchen and provide them the tools to get that done, that's now now you've built a relationship that that you own for for the, you know the lifetime of that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it really also well, there's a lot of people who can cook, right? But a lot of people also only make the recipes they're comfortable with. And what Chef IQ does is it helps those home chefs who enjoy the cooking process. But like you said, or maybe a little fearful of trying something new, it can guarantee them perfect results and impress. I mean, our our CTO told this story maybe two, three years ago. Um, he wanted to do something special for Valentine's Day for his girlfriend. He cannot cook. He's a great coder, brilliant, brilliant man, uh, an exceptional coworker. I love working with him. Can't cook for anything. Um, but he wanted to, and he made a four course meal for Valentine's day for his girlfriend. This is right when we launched the smart cooker. And he was like, that was his aha moment. Like he believed in what we were doing until then, but that kind of brought it home. No pun intended. That's beautiful. All right. Switch gears for a minute. You know, COVID was a challenging time for most businesses to survive, let alone thrive. I'm hoping that that wasn't the case for you because as people nested and spent even more time at home, uh, maybe it played into your business model that they needed needed, needed your products. Tell me about the challenges and opportunities that uh, COVID provided to Chefman. I mean, the challenges were the same for everybody else, right? It was a fearful time. It was a scary time. It was there was a lot going on, a lot of noise, and um, from just an overall, you know, people were worried about their jobs, so they weren't spending as much money. But uh, to your point. Uh, there were obviously people were nesting. Uh, the, the overall category had a huge jump, and we benefited from that for sure. Um, there were also uh, a lot of supply chain difficulties during that time. I mean, import costs quadrupled, and it was a really challenging time to try to keep pricing down for the customer who was watching every dollar um, while still maintaining profitability. And everybody, every retailer had the same issues. I mean, it wasn't exclusive to us. It, the cost to get a container 
went from $2,500 to $20,000 at times. I mean, we, we paid over $20,000 for a couple of containers, which was crazy, more than a couple. Um, but at the same time, the demand was higher. So there was certainly a balance. It was good for the industry. It was bad for humanity. Well, at, at the peak of this supply chain crisis, uh, my family lived in Los Angeles. Oh. It was palpable. Every time you could see the coast, you were looking at miles of tankers and container ships just waiting for a month to get into port. So we knew why our prices were going up daily, but uh, I can't imagine paying $20,000 for a single container to get to, to port. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a wild time. Um, but thankfully, you know, we were able to persevere during the early, the early times, I would say the beginning of COVID was definitely tougher, right? Because there was so much more uncertainty. And then things kind of calmed down a little bit and people were still nesting, but we had a better idea, a better handle on what was going to happen and what, you know, what we needed to do to make sure that we survived. Gotcha. All right. Look down the road a year from now. What are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally? Well, I mean, personally, really, all I, I, I'll be honest. The only thing that really matters to me is my kids. I want my kids to continue, you know, growing up and I thank God I, I have great, amazing, easy kids. Um, and I, I, my blessing to anybody is that I hope that they get them, get as much joy out of their kids as I do out of mine. Like, it's really just, I know I'm lucky. I don't take any credit for it. Um, but that, that's all that really matters to me personally. You know, professionally, I, I want to see Shopman continue to grow. I want us to get the recognition of what we've been working on. Uh, you know, we've done so much and we've innovated in so many spaces, um, both for Shopman and for Shop IQ. And I, I want to see that reflected in everything from consumer sentiment, retailer sentiment, but also just, you know, I, I want us to basically be getting fan mail from our customers, right? Like that's, that's the dream. Excellent. Excellent. Well, please tell us what is your URL? Where can people find Chefman and what social media outlets are you using these days as well? Sure. Uh, so you can find us at www.chefman.com or www.chefiq.com. I feel like those W's are really, you know, make you, make me sound old at this point. Uh, <laughs> Um, at retail, we're available or basically anywhere you find the kitchen appliance at this point, you can find Shopman product. Um, the, on social, we're on again, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, tw uh, I'm not sure if we're on, I, we are an X, but not in a big way. Uh, TikTok, of course, um, we're out there, you know, and we're putting out great content and hopefully the content gives you the, uh, gives customers and listeners and viewers or whomever the, uh, a good story as to who we are, what we stand for, and gives them the delight that we hope they get when they open the box. Excellent. Penny Kahana of Chefman, thank you for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. All the best to you and yours, and continued success at Chefman and Chef IQ. Thank you, Andrew. Great chatting. My pleasure. Be well. Have a good one. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io w-r-i-t-e-f-o-r-m-e dot i-o and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen keep slaying it y'all